0: And welcome once more to Podium. Today's episode features Christopher Tisejheiser. Me and Christopher talk about the liberal bias in academia. Now, as we know, there has been a lot of issues with liberal bias in American and European universities, but this one, this story is specifically from Norway, our own backyard. This episode was quite disturbing as. Christopher has been a teacher and has educated himself as a teacher, and the things that he's experienced when it comes to this topic are quite disturbing. So I hope you watch this episode, I hope you like it and share it, and love to, to hear what you think about this episode, and thank you very much. Yes, hello, Christopher. Welcome to Podium. Thank you. Glad to be here. Nice to have you here. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> uh, what we're going to talk about today is mainly uh, academia. We've mm-hmm. talked a lot about um, the potential liberal bias that exists, and not just in Norway, but in, in um, internationally, when it comes to universities. And mm-hmm. I think that you're a very interesting person to talk about uh, regarding this because you've actually experienced something that has to do with exactly this topic. Um, yes. So if you'd like to introduce that to us at Podium, that would be very interesting to to hear. Yes, yes.
1: well, uh, my name is Kristoffer uh, Tisøje Yeah. Uh, I'm perhaps uh, best known for writing a master thesis uh, that's called, um, well, let's see if I can translate it this quickly. It's uh, Portrayals of the Islamic World and Europe's Medieval History in Norwegian Textbooks uh, after our education reform of 2006, uh, okay. basically doesn't sound uh, particularly riveting by itself, perhaps. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not uh, WWE's Smackdown. <laughs> no, not, not
1: exactly. But uh, I think my conclusions are um, are, are interesting um, because in the conclusions I find that there's a clear bias in how and uh, how the writers of these textbooks. Textbooks, they how to write about new, um, European history compared okay. to uh, history in the rest of the world. Wherein European history, they tend to highlight the negative aspects, uh, and with uh, the history of other places in the world, in this particular example of the Middle East, of the Islamic world, uh, they tend to avoid any negatives, uh, any negative um, historical events, you might say. But let's um, that's the short version, at least, of my uh, yeah, of my course. findings of this in this. And,
0: um, and, and study. as I've understood, you've you've um, when you addressed this problem, there there had been some controversies, like at least in in your university. Uh, well, yes, that's a, oh,
1: this is a long story uh, because when I when I first published this uh, this uh, master thesis, it uh, it didn't get much publicity at all. Okay. Uh, it wasn't until a half a year later when I wrote uh, a piece for a Norwegian um, news um, uh, a Norwegian online news site called uh, Reset. Yeah, exactly. Uh, when, I, when I got uh, a whole lot of attention very, very quickly because okay. this, uh, this article I wrote quickly became one of the most uh, commented uh, articles of uh, of the month of, oh, okay. uh, exactly. of January this uh, Famous this overnight. Year. Famous overnight. So yeah. when, uh, a master thesis that had I guess, maybe 20 views okay. uh, f- for half a year or something. It suddenly got uh, over a thousand two thousand. And, and, okay, there, <laughs> and, and there, there we go. Exactly. And of course, the uh, the article itself got significantly more uh, views than this. This is just from the uh, the page views of uh, my math thesis itself. Okay. Uh, so it quickly got a lot of uh,
0: attention. Of course. Uh, what exactly was, is it that grew that much attention in that thesis?
1: Uh, I think it really struck a... A chord because it lays clear um, a lot of a lot of bias that exists uh, in in this case the education the primary education system of um, of Norway and I think I, I succeeded in going through uh, I, I, after all I went through every single textbook that deals with this topic that's currently in use in Norway which is um, on nine textbooks. Uh, and I found this clear bias in every single one of them. So it's not just I'm I'm just picking and choosing. And well, this textbook, this is this, and it's it's all uh, exactly. a bias. Uh, it's that I and I've been criticized for this as well because it, my the quality of a mass thesis has been, has been criticized because um, it's very very. I go through every single book and make sure I have all the foundation uh, to draw my conclusions upon.
0: Exactly. That
1: doesn't exactly make for a very um, uh, exciting reading in itself, <laughs> but
0: it it lays a it
1: lays a very very solid foundation for drawing conclusions afterwards. Of course, uh, and which is what I do uh, later on in my master thesis.
0: Okay, uh,
1: and uh, I uh, I also uh, I counted specifically. I made a sort of uh, a test, you might say, where I. I drew upon a whole range of words uh, and then I counted these words uh, and how they appeared in um, in these textbooks. And this was, these were words with extreme negative connotations like okay. uh, mass murder, genocide, um, uh, killing of tens of thousands and, and such. Uh, those kind of kinds of um, ways of describing historical events. And then I found that this is exclusively uh, used when Europeans... Uh, are in an, um, a role of the um, how would you say uh, uh, the attacker basically the attacker but yeah basically the attacker uh, yeah. and a- another group as a defender that's usually Muslims or Jews uh, and in some okay. case uh, peasants uh, but it's never the other way around it's it's quite it's quite it's uh, this kind of victim narratives exactly. Uh, I- they appear in most of the textbooks in it, this it, in this one-sided manner, It's, and sort, never of like a, it's sort
0: of portraying the European civilization or as an antagonist. Uh, yes, exactly. Or, okay. Mm, like exactly the like true. the the evil empire of Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> Whilst all the other empires are like the rebellions. <laughs> yeah. I and this is
1: this is particularly clear. Uh, when talking about the Crusades. Uh, that's where this, this kind of bias really, really shines, because a lot of these books have quite long sections about medieval history, and most of it is uh, relatively neutral. But when these kinds of portrayals uh, appear, then it's always negative when Europeans are in an attacker role. And we tend not to talk about these kind of events uh, if... Other people are in an attacker uh, role, such as during exactly. the Islam Islamic conquests, which are in some books barely mentioned with a sentence that, for instance, uh, the, the Arabs, they s- spread out across a large territory or something across uh, this okay, line, I'm these kidding. lines, mm. but uh, when talking about... Um,
0: departed all on an adventure.
1: Yes, they departed, <laughs> exactly. But yeah. You have some... It just insane b- b- descriptions of the Crusades in some of these textbooks, where one of the textbooks opens its chapter um, about uh, mid- the Middle Ages, with an extended, uh, extended portrayal of the siege of Jerusalem in 1099 as a particularly bloody and horrible event in history, where People were they were gathered in in mosques and set on fire and burnt alive, and tens of thousands of people were, were killed by the bloody European crusaders and wow. uh, and such. It's graphic. Yeah, it's very very graphic. That's okay. that's the word you would uh, you would use to describe it. as. That's uh,
0: yeah. but but again, like it's so interesting when you analyze this by the use of language because language is such an important tool when it comes to textbooks, especially mm. the way if you use those precise connotations that show that there's absolutely an intention behind it because if you don't use those words by you know by by fault you know you you use them with a specific strategy right
1: well of course you can't um, uh, i'm going to be careful in uh, in guessing intent here but of sure. course uh, if you see if you look at the background of uh, most or at least number of these um, uh, textbook writers. You see they have backgrounds in uh, in leftist parties okay. or in ra- radical student organizations and, and such and I believe in only one case uh, there's one textbook writer which um, is a member of the party the Conservatives. Yep. And that's the only case I found of any of the textbooks writers being associated with um, anything that would be considered right of center
0: exactly. in, uh, in Norway. Um And did you find any discrepancies there between the people that were a part of the conservative Norwegian parties and the ones that were on the left side of the Norwegian politics? Uh, Well, the thing is, this
1: conservative writer uh, didn't write about medieval history, so I didn't uh, (laughs) go into what this particular person uh, wrote about. But when it comes to medieval history, um, it was um, no one from that kind of uh, background.
0: Okay, Hmm. I understand. Hmm. Okay, so so what, what was your conclusions like after these, this thesis and how, I, I guess you had to argument this thesis with some uh, with professors?
1: Uh, yes, I have to defend my, my thesis uh, yeah. with an inter- internal sensor and an external sensor.
0: And how hmm. did that process go along? Well, it went not very well, but
1: uh, I going into the meeting, I was sort of halfway expecting it could go a lot worse because my findings were quite clear. I I was quite, I was quite um, adamant in my conclusions, not sort of contextualizing. um, Well, I was contextualizing, that's not the point, but uh, I was, yeah, I was very specific and very clear in my findings. This is the way that these textbooks um, are written, Um, um, I'm written, they they make uh, historical events appear. Uh, And they didn't really like my my adamantness, you might say. in this this manner, they they wanted more. Um, how would you say? Sort of.
0: They want more more context or more a broader. Uh, uh, yeah,
1: exactly. If I, uh, yeah. They they didn't really believe that it was this simple, this clear cut. Okay, I understand. Yeah, uh, you understand. And I, th- I think there was also some um, one of my sources that was uh, heavily criticised that I used okay. uh, is in there, but. What which was the source?
0: Did,
1: uh, that was a source from, uh, that was Bat okay. uh which is, um, well, she's written a lot of different uh, different stuff, uh, but this was from her, um, The Decline of Eastern Christianity Under Islam, okay. uh, which which was only used, uh, along with two other sources, uh, to, uh, to show that there were numerous cases of atrocities committed during the um, uh, Islamic invasions uh, okay. as well. And this isn't just to say that one of the things were worse than the other or anything like that. It's just very strange that you never find these events uh, talked about in exactly. the textbooks. And uh, well, then I often get the question, maybe it's because they don't focus on uh, Islamic history, they don't focus on Middle Eastern history uh, at all. know. that's why they don't write about this. But some of the textbooks, and one in particular has almost exactly as much about Middle Eastern history in uh, the Middle Ages as they do about European history in the Middle Ages. Okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, and is it specifically uh, those, uh, those uh, like the the Muslim and uh, the Middle Eastern history and the European history, or is there is there equally much as about, for example, uh, the Orient or uh, other parts of the world?
1: Uh, could you
0: rephrase that question? Okay, so is there is there equally much in these textbooks regarding, mm-hmm. for example, European civilization, European history, and then it comes comes to uh, Middle Eastern history? Uh, oh, I, I understand. or uh, well, any other part of there,
1: the world. There's, there's more Middle Eastern history than okay. there is about uh, Asian or East Asian or African, uh, exactly. sub, sub-Saharan African history, I should say. Oh, when lot, you say lot, more, more. I'm
0: sorry, I'm just trying to be a little bit specific. When you yeah. say more, like how much more would you say? It depends actually very much from textbooks to textbooks. Okay. Uh, Like
1: the textbook I I just mentioned, uh, where you had almost as much uh, from the Middle Eastern history, medieval history, uh, compared to uh, European medieval history. Uh, You have another textbook, which doesn't talk about Islamic history or Middle Eastern history at all during this time period. Okay. It's just like drawing a blank. We go straight to the crusades and the Europeans attack. uh, The the (laughs) the Middle Middle East.
0: Okay, I understand. (laughs) they which were just a, uh, they were just a conquerors yeah, I understand. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go there you go <laughs> no but that's um, that's very interesting so, because you know so textbooks school ex- like especially for for classes that are from from early on from 5th 6th 7th 8th grade ninth grade 10th grade they can be very influential uh, and i i know that we've had a lot of cases not just internationally but especially now in norway where we have even um, uh, like subjects that are for example biology where you talk about gender being a social construct for example and it being uh, like the main argument of one textbook could be focusing on that gender is basically a social construct which is actually a radical opinion but that is Mm -hmm. made into a a biological textbook and Mm -hmm. and so so hearing this is kind of it kind of touches on the same topic that there might be some sort of liberal agenda in in uh, the, the the books that our our uh, kids read. I don't have any kids, but <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: me neither. You know where I'm coming from. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, of course, this isn't uh, a bias that's exclusive to um, medieval history. Not at all, uh, because I've continued my my research. Uh, on a hobby ba- basis, uh, since uh, where my hobby is uh, borrowing school textbooks from the, the library and then reading through them <laughs> and, uh, and an- <laughs> analyzing them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a great and, uh, hobby.
0: <laughs> I go yeah. to the movies.
1: <laughs> well, I have I have other hobbies too. This is just exactly. one of <laughs> okay. But in any case, um, what I've. Um, what I've done recently is I've tried to just read through all uh, textbooks uh, in the elementary school. Uh, that's all, that's both the children's school and the middle school. Exactly. Uh, and, um, uh, I've just tried to sort of classify, mm-hmm. uh, see, see, uh, look at different themes and see how is this portrayed in this textbook, and is there a, a red line between all the textbooks? Because that's what's I interest. Understand. I'm not interested in unique sort of. Um, or in the ways that one textbook deviates from the other, I'm interested exactly. mostly in what is repeated in all the textbooks.
0: Exactly.
1: And a lot the of the patterns, times, sort of. The pattern, exactly. Yeah. And a lot of times, the. the, uh, the um, how do you say this name? The Lagerplan. Um, the guidelines for education, so, or yeah. what do you call study, it?
0: Study guidelines.
1: The study guidelines, they don't. They, they're very. Uh, unclear nowadays they leave it very much up to the particular uh, textbook author uh, and of course the publisher and uh, also to the teacher in how they want to fulfill these kind of um, uh, education goals one of the education goals could perhaps be uh, learn about general developments in the middle ages right
0: and exactly
1: that leaves an enormous playing field for publishers authors and teachers to um to write about yeah.
0: uh,
1: these uh, these things, uh, and what I've noticed in uh, what I've noticed in uh, social studies textbooks uh, from middle school or and children's school is there's a clear uh, bias in the way immigration, the topic of immigration, is uh, handled, and it's very interesting how this sort of victim narrative is used. Uh, quite, quite consciously, I believe, not only in in history, but also in in social studies, and I haven't gotten to religion yet, but we'll see what uh, what we'll find uh, there. Because in one well, one of my main conclusions in my master's is that these sort of victim narratives they're quite frequent, as I mentioned, okay. and they're always with the, the Europeans as the aggressors and the one who commits the evil acts. You know, I understand. Uh, and in the the chapters about immigration, they usually start with a lengthy narrative about some immigrant or other uh, that has been killed or re- experienced racism at the hands of Norwegians, uh, and it's never <laughs> the other way around. Oh, okay,
0: itself. I understand. Yeah,
1: and the problems with immigration are so never properly uh, handled in any of these uh, textbooks. It's mostly how can we make sure the, the immigrants feel more at home uh, exactly. here? Right? Listen to all these horrible things that immigrants have uh, experienced. But what about people who experienced horrible things at the hands of of immigrants?
0: Exactly. They're
1: given given no voice in uh, the yeah. education material.
0: This is absolutely what we've talked about here at Podium before, this whole victim narrative that mm-hmm. we we'll, we have been sold uh, time and time again. And I specifically tis, think this is detrimental not only to to every society, actually, the, to minorities, to Norwegians, to everybody. I think nobody gains on having the victimhood exactly. stamp on your forehead. And that's why I, I think, I think it's, it's so important to, to get rid of it, basically. Mm, it is a form of emotional manipulation. That's the way I, exactly. I see it. Exactly, and it never allows that person or that culture to thrive because they would picture themselves as victims within that culture. Mm, exactly. Uh, but, uh, but do you have any specific examples, like uh, from those textbooks, that you can sort of quote or? Something?
1: Yes. Uh, well, summarize. Um, yeah. In the most recent one I read, for instance, there was a um, a story, two-page story, uh, about an uh, African slave. That was brought to Norway in the late 17th century, okay. uh, and he he displayed a lot of uh, talent. So eventually was sent uh, by the da- Danish king to somewhere in Norway. Where was Kragirø,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, where he was eventually killed by racists or something. And that's that's how this <laughs> uh, killed by racists. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, okay, and that's nice. how this um, this chapter about immigration begins. Okay. And it's clear clear from the very beginning what you're supposed to exactly. think about view about yeah. it. It's they're
0: they're always priming
1: you. the immigrant as the victim.
0: Exactly. You see? So well that's uh, <laughs> they're they're priming <laughs> priming you in order to to oh. for you to have this understanding when you're reading through the text. Yeah. So they're building up the protagonists. Uh, this is screenwriting 101 almost <laughs> because it's uh, building up the protagonist to sort of having to fight against this antagonistic either mm. force when it comes to an individual person or a society at large or it could be whatever so mm. that's that that sounds interesting though but uh, what is the most extreme example you've seen of this for example well, and, and what kind of age uh, what kind of uh, what would you say? This is this is most sixth with, grade or seventh grade or. This is most dealt with in middle school
1: and usually then in eighth or ninth uh, okay. grades when they're thirteen, fourteen years uh, of age. Uh, and well, this this book is that I recently had this example from is perhaps the best uh, example of this sort of uh, double standard because later in the chapter you also have another uh, large text about uh, the Benjamin uh, murder which uh, yeah. you might may, you may be familiar with the Benjamin murder. It's hard not to be familiar with that when yeah, you're exactly. no- Norwegian. Yeah, For those, so. those listeners who aren't familiar with that, was it was a, a murder of a, a, a dark-skinned youth in, uh, in Norway in the early 2000s, I believe.
0: It was uh, 16 or 17 or something like that?
1: Yeah, he, he was a teenager, uh, yeah, at, exactly. at least. And th- th- that uh, that was apparently uh, clearly with the racist uh, motivations, like exactly. neo-Nazis uh, killing this um, th- this teenager. Mm. Uh, and this has worked this, this way sort of into a sort of national trauma, mm. uh, you might say, which is heavily uh, emphasized in most of these uh, textbooks on um, the that chapters that deal with, with immigration, okay. Uh, and it's just interesting to me that the extreme amount of publicity this murder has gotten and how you ha- you still have uh, remembrances. Um, it's not to say that, of course, this was a horrible, horrible uh, act, but mm. you also, you have, for example, the, um, the murders on the tram uh, in Oslo in the early 2000s where people yeah, were exactly. murdered by a, a crazy um, immigrant with an ex. And you have the murders yeah, right. on uh, on the bus in uh, in Sagen, where a, a man who was supposed to be deported was mm. a- allowed to roam free and then killed several people uh, on, on on a bus there. That's uh, right. Just 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 to mention a few uh, examples. This kind of victim narrative—they're never there. It's always with with us, the the exactly. Norwegians as the evil sort of aggressors the antagonists, and everything, yeah, exactly. yes, and if it just we weren't as racist, then of course there wouldn't be any crime or any problems, that's the, sort of the underlying uh, argument here all the time that this is caused by our uh, racism here mm-hmm. in, uh, in Norway
0: That's very interesting because um, again, this is a super sensitive uh, issue, yeah. but I mean we have to be able to talk about it, and uh, we had the murder in where I'm, uh, my home city of Vatsö uh, yes a young 18 year old uh, kid uh, who worked at the local grocery store coop mm. and um, by an immigrant i think uh, he was from afghanistan and he was 15 or 16 but and they were saw the same thing again you know the, there wasn't really that much talk about um, immigration could it go too far and those things like that we either go the the way of focusing on the victim Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly not it uh, this being some maybe a result of uh, uh, a t- too liberal immigration immigration policy for example like there's mm-hmm. they 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 just quickly shoved those those uh, that potential under the the carpet exactly and um, yeah you're you're right we've seen a lot about that in, in norwegian ma- mainstream media basically mm-hmm. but um, what do you think I, it may be a little bit too early in the podcast to do this, but I, I I think it's more interesting to talk about the solutions to these problems than than maybe the the issue itself. but mm. what do you think could be the potential of how to get out of these uh, what you call them <sighs> strategies from the left? <laughs> I think one of the main problems is that the
1: educational institutions has, has sort of been allowed to run its own course. Uh, the, the guidelines that are given by the politicians for education are so extremely vague in many cases that they can be realized in so many difficult, um, different uh, ways. So it's very much up to the individual um, schools and the individual publishers, of course, uh, the, the publishers of the textbooks to
0: exactly.
1: make the textbooks however they want. And there's absolutely no institution for deeming if the textbooks are should be used uh, in, sort of in quality settings.
0: checking sort of
1: exactly they used to have quality checkings back. Uh, I believe they stopped with it during the 90s mm-hmm. um, uh, and then they used to have um, quality checks spec and they needed uh, a seal of approval so to say from the Norwegian exactly. government to be used in the schools but now uh, they don't even have this. Okay. So, um, that what's might... the
0: reason? Uh, do you know any of the reasons why they moved away from that policy to have the quality checkers?
1: I believe that it was uh, it. It wasn't very. Um, how would you say? It wasn't very. Uh, n- none of the books really got rejected, if you get my point. It was a I pointless understand. sort of uh,
0: pointless task. It was just it was just giving the stamp, sort of.
1: It was just giving it a stamp, so it was sort of an obsolete uh, exactly. office. So, see, by, by this point, you could argue that the textbooks already have have been given their own uh, free reign, exactly. because a lot I've looked back, um, uh, I've looked back to the 80s, for instance, in some textbooks, and you can find almost word for word uh, some of the exact same paragraphs in these textbooks as you do uh, today. Okay. So... Mm.
0: Yeah, so there has been there hasn't been much much change.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think also a lot of a lot of teachers that are critical of this um, of the contents of textbooks or the contents of education in general, they are silenced because of course they are f- afraid of their um, of their their jobs. Their professions, obviously. Yeah, the prof- professionals, of course. And yeah. uh, wh- what I've experienced uh, as well during my studies as um, uh, we-, we teach teaching. I just uh, finished a year of uh, of teaching. Uh, studies after finishing my master's um, degree. and uh, it's you could easily argue that uh, the the ceiling of political dissent there is non-existent. It's free exactly. with us or or yeah, or Don't you're out or you're out exactly.
0: But that's my next uh, topic that I want to discuss. how uh, how do you, how are you noticing the repercussions from this now because you are known as a dissident sort of, I guess yes.
1: Yeah, I quickly became known as that. Uh, By any in my, <laughs> yeah, uh. yeah, In my um, in my in my study group of other people studying the same um, uh, the same subject. Obviously. Uh, obviously, and um, well, I can start with the, with the beginning perhaps because I started um, last summer after I finished my master thesis. Mm-hmm. I started a, a teaching degree because here in Norway you um, you only need one year of of studying teaching. Uh, pedagogics or whatever it's called in English practical period yeah both practical period and then the theoretical okay uh, nice. uh, it's it's both it's yeah. um, it's how to teach uh, the, the theory about it and then it's the practi- practical practical um, periods okay. the two two uh, six week periods
0: uh, okay.
1: one in one in the autumn and one in the um, in the winter after the new year uh, and uh, and to, to be able to teach at the high school level or at the middle school level, that this is what you need to complete. Um, so I think I, I started this, uh, as I mentioned, last uh, summer, uh, and well, I quickly realized that a lot of a lot of the theories you, you, that the teacher here it's has no application in real yeah. life whatsoever. It's some yeah, for instance, when I started my first practical period. Uh, and I was planning my very first uh, uh, class as a teacher, and I realized they haven't taught me uh, anything that can help prepare me for this iteration. like how much time am I supposed to spend on, on this, on, on just talking, and how I'm supposed to progress to giving different tasks, and I, how am I supposed to really do this, how am I supposed to structure a class. Okay.
0: okay have exactly.
1: anything about this. Many lofty theories about motivation from the the seventies or whatever.
0: Okay. But, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so
1: little that a uh, practical uh, application. And uh, that, but that's a whole, uh, whole, whole, other topic. A whole because, other topic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: I can I can actually I have gone to um, to Norwegian school so I can know I can say how unstructured the classes are and how old the compendiums are uh, yes yes yeah but anyways yeah you so, so you're in your class and you're you you've sort of gotten known to be the one who has the uh, controversial opinions sort of uh, yes
1: uh, this was uh, before I published my uh, my article uh, because my article was published in in January Okay. Uh, so this was before I was sort of in any official capacity, Exactly. Uh, d- the guy who wrote the dissenting uh, article on, uh, on So GESA. you're just the guy with the
0: controversial opinions?
1: Yes, because uh, we were supposed to, um, during the very first uh, week of studies, we were supposed to just hold, um, hold a small class about anything. So we hold a small lecture about anything, just to sort of get over any stage fright or whatever. And then I just talked yep. about the master thesis. <laughs> and my findings in my master thesis okay and of course this wasn't considered very controversial I, I didn't receive a huge blowback at this point but okay a lot of people probably realized that there hmm, are some potentially dissenting and difficult uh, opinions but it was um, a few weeks later that i probably outed myself a little bit because um, we had this uh, we had this class this seminary uh, with where, where we like 20 people or, or something and then we're uh, usually put in groups, and we're given some task to uh, to complete for them, for the class. And uh, this was uh, um, uh, an example, and we would of a situation that would arise in uh, a school setting. And uh, then we were supposed to give a small um, a small lecture, a small transferring. Um,
0: uh, mm. uh, yeah, yes. a lecture sort of. I mean, I mean yes, a lecture.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm in a mini lecture about um, how we would deal with this uh, issue mm-hmm. and the issue that we all got was how we would deal with uh if we were talking about corruption in social sciences okay and in our textbook we had some material that dealt with somalia as an example of <clears throat> economic corruption and how this was detrimental to uh, a state okay but we had uh, a Somali student in our class, or imagine that we had a Somali student yeah. uh, in, in our uh, imagined class,
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: how were we supposed to deal with this uh, situation. Okay.
0: That's interesting. Uh,
1: yeah, exactly. And I thought to myself, well, where's the problem?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> Where is the problem here?
0: To and a rational quite... mind, to a rational mind. To a rational <laughs> mind,
1: yeah. And I, I, I said this uh, quite quite frankly afterwards. I thought, thought that this was a, an absurd example because according to our teacher, uh, we were supposed to, of course, take extra care that she didn't feel um, threatened or harmed or in, in any way. Or uh, the best thing would actually be not to talk about Somalia in this case at all. Uh, we could perhaps talk about uh, this with her uh, before the class, but then maybe she would feel like uh, another Singled uh, out. Yeah. Singled out, yes, exactly. Mm. And that could perhaps be bad. So the conclusion was quite clear. Maybe it was best that this was avoided to uh, prevent any potential uh, harm coming to our students. And I thought that this was, abs- as I said, absurd. I thought that this was absurd because this has nothing to do with this, uh, this uh, pupil in particular. Absolutely nothing except that she is from the same place as this corruption takes place, and if You'll anything,
0: talking again about uh, Nazi Germany with the German in its class,
1: I use this exact same example. That mm. what if we had a German in the class who just skip the Holocaust? Who <laughs> just skipped
0: the the whole Holocaust? of <laughs> yeah. 1939, just... 1945. Not no,
1: because that is the extension of that logic. Yeah, I mean that is, that is this logic uh, uh, applied on a broad scale, so you can't really have. This at all. I mean, it was if it was something that dealt with a very, very specific traumatic experience. About one of, from one of my pupils, right? For instance, if we're talking about suicide and social studies, exactly, and, exactly. And They had personal experience with suicide, and maybe Well, not maybe, but you would
0: certainly. Then you should have. Of course, you would obviously. Maybe yeah. uh, maybe not talk to them about that, or talk to them individually. Yeah
1: yeah exactly uh yeah prepare them for this or maybe if it wasn't a huge subject maybe avoid it exactly Uh, if if this uh yeah if this had something to do with one of the the students in in this in this sense but in this example with the somali pupil it's just so so strange (laughs) this is such an absurd uh example to me and after that i sort of I noticed that. I
0: was the,
1: I was the dissenter.
0: Yeah, of uh, course.
1: After after this.
0: But did you confront them with that uh, particular situation while it occurred?
1: Uh, what do you mean?
0: Well, like when when you were confronted with this situation that you're not talking about, uh, and you yeah. you uh, and the potential solution to it. How did you react to that?
1: Well, I actually said uh, aloud that <laughs> I thought it was an absurd situation. Oh, really? Okay. And I, yes, I used the word absurd, uh, and I didn't think she should be singled out at all because I didn't see how this uh, related to at all okay. to her and to me. That this sort of makes them more, well, more willing to discriminate, you might say, because I wouldn't make any difference. Based uh, on this, why should I? I mean, this is exactly. something that has direct anything to do with her. But they want to single out because she is from
0: Somalia. And, exactly, and it's, yeah, kind of, yeah. it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of insulting to that student. Yes, exactly. Because you're kind of saying you had something to do with this.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so or, or your feelings are so fragile that you might be offended by are, this. Exactly. Uh,
0: exactly. Uh, that's exactly what it's saying. It's mm. that old Ben Shapiro meme. Where his facts don't care about your feelings. Only yeah. you turn around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just. And, and what, wow. what if you have just a huge ethnically
1: mixed class? What what if you have Serbs and Bosniaks in your classroom? Which what you if have? You have which you have exactly? Yeah. What if you have, as you mentioned, a German in your classroom? and are talking about all the horrible war crimes. Uh, what if you have Armenians and a Turk in a, your classroom? What if you have a Somali in your classroom? You see? Where does this end? You can't really teach history uh, at all. Yeah, exactly. And,
0: you, know, you, c- you, couldn't, you could only teach uh, history as we know it to a class of ethnic Norwegians.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's like, is
0: that where you want to go?
1: <laughs> and that, then that, that would be just be uh, teaching them all the horrible things that uh, your ancestors or yeah, exactly. uh, the ancestors of other Europeans have done at least.
0: Okay, so so you're in this situation now. You've been outspoken about this. Now they know that Christopher, oh, he's that guy. You know, we're not yeah, obviously exactly. not going to give him invite to this party at all. Yeah. <laughs> so, so where does it escalate from there, or where does it go from there?
1: Well, it, um, it started to escalate in my first um, in my first uh, practice period, my first um, practice period of, of six weeks in uh, in a school. Uh, and I was put in a student group with uh, a small number of other students. And I quickly realized they all were, were very, very uh, far left. Uh, and um, for instance, one of them described our state broadcaster, uh, an Anarchy. Uh, as uh, being a conservative
0: medium or uh, they weren't oh, sort of <laughs> yeah, rad- radical <laughs> oh enough God,
1: yeah. on which I was just, w- wait, are you serious? <laughs>
0: yeah. For those people who don't know NRK, the state uh, broadcasting um, bro- 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 broadcasting system is basically the most liberal news outlet probably in Europe, maybe.
1: <laughs> well, let's not go, go that far. Yeah. Like, have a, <laughs> have at least here, in Scandinavia,
0: so. I would say. It's super liberal.
1: <laughs> it, it's quite, uh, it's quite. Or uh, by Norwegian uh, vocabulary, you would probably say very social democratic, or even socialists uh, in, in, in its leanings. Uh, and it's thought, like, no, it's nowhere
0: close to conservative.
1: No, it's nowhere close to conservative. And it just, it just shows what kind of, how far to the left that some of these exactly. people are. Most of them had uh, overt sympathies with our communist party, uh, read uh, as, as well, and they said said as uh, as much. Okay. Uh, and uh, during the first week, uh, there was a lot of how to say. Wait, wait. So few... you
0: said that you said that um, a lot of the students that you were studying with in this um, mm. uh, yeah, it was, we're program was
1: at the same school for all these weeks together and yeah. organize our classes together and such.
0: And some of them were uh, many of them were adhering to parties on the left side, and some of them were from Rott, the communist party.
1: Yes, okay.
0: a lot of them. And, a lot uh, of them were from overt Rott.
1: sympathies or members. Said they were members exactly. of this uh, of this uh, party.
0: They really... had T-shirts and things like that.
1: Uh, I can't really go into too much personal details. Oh, of course, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I wish I could, but uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I, re- I really can. Uh, and uh, during the first week, then there was a lot of free time because uh, it took a long time before we g- they got things going at this group. Was a lot of uh, poor structure. Uh, To be honest, there were way too many students that they were supposed to um, to receive, and uh, there was a lot of free time. We didn't have anything to do really other than sit around and wait. uh, This this first week, so there was a lot of talking and discussion, and there was often they brought up sort of political uh, issues. And it's this sort of really arrogant way that this is obviously uh, the true position to have on this uh, issue. And uh, underlying this is that if you have any other opinion, you're evil, sort of uh, right. Mm -hmm. Uh, and there was, um, I had a dissenting opinion on a few things because normally I, I wouldn't just, I wouldn't care. I wouldn't uh, intervene really because the, I guess it's sort of a survival strategy because I need to spend six weeks with these people and we're not going to come to any sort of agreements. On, exactly. So let's, let's just leave. Let's just, uh,
0: let's just be common courtesy. Uh. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> common
1: courtesy exactly. because um, at my workplace so right now we have people of all kinds of political of uh, affiliations of and it's no problem. It shouldn't no. be any problem at all, because most people they know how to handle themselves professionally. Uh, absolutely. This was not the case for some of the people in uh, this okay. group. <laughs> uh, mildly, I think there was one, um, we had one discussion uh, where um, he, uh, or one of the, the students, uh, said that um, Muslims are displayed particularly poorly or are being denigrated in the mainstream media. Uh, and and Immigrant crime and such are blown out of proportions in mainstream media. And I, I just said that, if anything, it's the other way uh, around. Downplayed, yeah. Uh, they're, they're downplayed. And I could just see that this was not a comment that was very well received. Well, of uh, and there were some uh, some other things. For instance, there was some talk about Black Lives Matter and this. And I just said that. Uh, I just just gave you statistics, really. Uh, of crime and uh, black and white crime in uh, the United States, and thought said that this should be the issue, not the significantly smaller problem of police uh, brutality. Mm. And sort of bursting these little bubbles, that it, it just it makes them they can't really deal with it, you know. Except it's kind of like
0: it's kind of like thought bubbles because um, they have sort of adhering to one. Uh, way of thinking and you are sort of contributing to with these little bubbles to another mode of perspective and they're exactly. looking at the bubbles as, as they're poison and you're yeah, like exactly. why are you trying to dismantle my world <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly it's this this kind of notion that if you go against uh, if you go against my position then obviously you must have some very evil agenda it's also exactly. this dog, dog whistling sort of mentality that's very 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 vivid uh, among a lot of uh, students that if you're okay. if you have one dissenting opinion uh that's on the right you're basically a neo-nazi right okay, then you must have this sea of other opinions just mm. waiting to come up when you have the opportunity to uh to do so right
0: yeah
1: it's just it was it's just very very poisonous sort of study and work environment to um,
0: obviously uh, for a place opinion. where you should be able to discuss ideas and then Ex- i exactly in general it's exactly uh,
1: poison exactly but um i i didn't really think much uh, much more of this uh but obviously this this sort of dissenting opinions it festered you might say among uh, one of these in particular uh, mm. and a few weeks into this um uh, the 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 practice the practice uh, I got a uh, very very strange mail from one of these um, one of the one of the students okay. that were quite quite offended by something I had said, okay. and the title uh, "Die Christopher" uh, in, the, in the right there in, in the title uh, and uh, something about uh, "burn in hell you sick fuck" or something in the 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 text uh, itself. Uh, and obviously, this was just some way of him uh, blowing off steam or, or something, because uh, he was genuinely very, very rude and offensive, and he cursed like twice in every sentence. This kind okay. of person has no no business at all being in a in an institution where you're supposed to be teach teaching learning. children. Uh, exactly, and exactly. would be Ooh. cursing in the classroom settings as well. But okay, that that, that doesn't really matter, it seems uh, to the higher ups. In uh, okay. Etiquette, studies. etiquette doesn't matter. Eti- etiquette, like basic etiquette, was just mm-hmm. nowhere to be found wow. uh, uh, with, with this uh, with this guy. Uh, and of course, some people might might have thought of this as, as threatening, right? You, you receive literal mails that says, well, basically says, says that they wanted to die, yeah. uh, and which you is mean, that's not, a
0: death threat. You, you receive a death threat. That's it uh, could
1: be, could be very much construed as uh, a death threat. But yeah. of course, I sort of had come to know this person, and I knew that. This guy is just some idiot. Like exactly. he, I don't believe he's any threat at all. Of course. He, uh, so I didn't really take it very much seriously.
0: You did? Did uh, you take that? Uh, did you report that email in any way, or just?
1: I, re- I reported it uh, a few weeks later, actually, because okay. I was just. This was just a part of uh, a greater sort of. I had been very, very condescending to me uh, okay. most of the time, I'm contributing to a very, very poisonous uh, working relationship. Yep. So I just I just collected it all, you might say, and I, I was going to file a report on him when we were done with uh, the um, uh, the practice, instead of just giving piecemeal sort of uh, right. little reports to the to the university. Um, but by the time we had, uh, had finished, uh, he and some of his um, some of the others, or at least one of the other students, uh, had filed a report on me as well. Uh, apparently, for uh, like racist and um, gender discriminatory uh, statements, uh, yeah. offensive remarks, and everything like that. And well, I know for, for certain that I didn't said anything that was that that was racist. Or, did they have any? Did they
0: have any quotes on you no, or any examples? I, think, at all?
1: I I don't know, I don't okay. know because I, I was called into a meeting about this, okay. and then they were very much. Uh, they um, where we talked both about the accusations against me and also the report that I had filed uh, complaining about my uh, my period my my practice period. Uh, and um, uh, f- uh, first, uh, I was a little bit um, I was a little bit surprised by the way they they handle this. I was also a little bit surprised by the way that system works when you're being reported because it seems like this is. This the system is is gotten straight from the from East Germany. It's based yeah. just on, uh, on 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 who's, who's uh, are supposed to have said what and how many people have uh, reported you and uh, exactly.
0: It's a stasi, think, a stasi society. Exactly what do you think you
1: have, you have done, and I'm I'm sitting there and I'm well. Tell me what I'm supposed to have said, and I can mm-hmm. confirm or deny it. Well, can you think of anything
0: that you might have said? which uh,
1: think which about the worst people.
0: thing that you could say and say that yeah and said. say yeah, exactly <laughs>
1: and i'm like well can you at least say in what situation this uh, this is supposed to have been said no because that could give away the identity of the people who are reported you and i'm like of course i know who <laughs> very well who has reported me i mean come on <laughs> this is no big let's secret be there. Just, <laughs> let's be honest here there <laughs> couldn't be anyone else yeah. <laughs> Um, wow. So uh, yeah, that's how the university handled uh, this, mm-hmm. uh, and and also there was this little situation with my uh, with my teacher at um, at this um, at the school, uh, where there was one of the last uh, um, one of the last lessons I was supposed to hold was about uh, different views on Islam, or okay. because we had about Islam in, in religious studies, mm-hmm. uh, and I was supposed to find uh, a number of different opinions about Islam, different. Ways that people uh, practice uh, Islam. So I found eight different uh, views on various ethical um, dilemmas in, in in Islam about, uh, yeah, alcohol and the view on blasphemy and uh, and such. And there was this one uh, viewpoint on blasphemy that was um, uh, in an on on interview interview
0: okay. with Fah-
1: Fahed uh, Qureshi. This is the state channel I mentioned earlier. They had an yep. interview with Fahed Qureshi. Uh, which is uh, the leader of the, it's either the largest Islamic organization in Norway or the largest Islamic youth organization in Norway, I don't remember uh, which. But in any case, it's certainly someone who has a lot of weight to his, his voice. A lot of people listen to him. He mm-hmm. represents uh, n- thousands of people and uh, he was speaking in favor of uh, of blasphemy laws because this would uh, maintain peace and harmony between religions in uh, society and uh, and such. No, no, really extreme viewpoints. He was just saying why he wanted to have uh, the blasphemy laws in uh, in place, right. meaning you can't uh, ridicule uh, people's ri- religious beliefs. Yeah, you basically
0: uh, and, can't crit- crit- critic uh, religion, which is yeah, uh, it ends in that.
1: Yeah, exactly. And uh, then the response I got when we were, when I was planning this lesson was that she became very, very upset. That I had chosen to ex- include such a radical voice uh, in these different. Voices of uh, of Islam. Of
0: course.
1: And, and at first I'm like, well, I'm supposed to show all these different views in there. It's not like I have someone exposing terrorist views or something. It's just very conservative. Uh, you're
0: in opposition, basically.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and she's well, and then she says, well, you're letting this man speak for, for Muslims. And he's a, a, can we consider him extreme. He shouldn't be included in this material. And then I'm like, well, all these other people here they represent no one but themselves, or a mm-hmm. small group of people. Or, but most in ca- most cases, they represent their own viewpoints on something. Yeah. This yeah. is actually the person who represents uh, represents an entire organization mm-hmm. of Muslims, yeah. and he he lays forward what his organization's viewpoint on this is. Yeah. So why shouldn't this be included? And she became furious with me. And actually filed a report on me for this incident because I wasn't showing the right amount of care in handling. My sources in okay, so uh, the person religious that wanted
0: to report you. You said now? Sorry. This is,
1: this is this is two different incidents. Okay. She is so so. The reason I got in in trouble was because I got report both from my teacher and uh, on okay. this. Uh, she had very clear uh, over far left leanings herself. Okay. I so uh, yeah, uh, and we didn't see eye to eye on things, but it wasn't any sort of.
0: Up until blood. that, it
1: hadn't been any bad blood, sort of, but okay. That she must have had a very bad day because she was just furious that I wanted to include this in my 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 class, but the funny thing is that I removed it because I thought, well, if this makes her this <laughs> furious, then I'm not oh, gonna man. deal with this in uh, class, but she still filed a report on me and didn't mention that I re- never actually used this mm. in, in a, any classroom setting. This is just part of my <laughs> planning process. I understand. So now no, the people at the university, they, they don't know who to believe, right? Wow. And so, um, yeah.
0: I mean, of it's course. just, it's so detrimental to, I mean, to learning in general. Like, yeah. <laughs> what, what kind of environment are you actually trying, is this critical thinking or is it indoctrination camps? You know, it's sort of, you, you're sort of getting that that vague vibe of sort of like an eight, 1984 mm-hmm. vibe there is like. It's it's uh, this doesn't sound healthy. I mean, I hope that what you are sharing now is like a one-time thing. But when you look at the textbooks and mm. you look, you see how the general consensus consensus is in the rest of our country. It makes mm. me believe that this is a much broader thing. Especially when exactly. those, when those, uh, you know, sex being a social construct and those kinds of things that are that have been discovered in my region. In the north mm. of Norway, which is far away from where you've been studying. So exactly. it's, this this will obviously keep popping up, but if it's a part of the general consensus, the general understanding of how things are, then this won't get better in, or improve in any in any near future. So no, that's, that's so. why it's all, it's all dependent on, on voices like you that, that say, mm. or that pick up this subject and say, this is not a normal cognitive landscape. We should be able no. to Discuss and mm. contribute with ideas, although yeah, they but, seem radical to you.
1: Yeah, because I feel like I'm entitled to a due process, like obviously a just process. And if there's evidence against me, well, so tell tell me what what am I supposed to be accused of? I'm not even I don't even know what I've been accused of.
0: Yeah, a, it's in the a tra- Kafka Kafka process.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just it's it's almost. It almost drives you a little bit crazy sitting there because you're like, is this real? Are you kidding with me? And you can't
0: really display this because then, yeah, because, yeah. Wow. I mean, you just, you you end up, I mean, there's, I, I picture there being two scenarios where you either, go with it and say that you know some people this would actually happen to they either go to one side and say you know what maybe i was being a bit extreme maybe those things aren't really the way and maybe Mm -hmm. try to investigate a little bit more and come out on the other side or you radicalize you know that's the problem yeah exactly if you start radicalizing and start saying you know but People are just idiots. They don't understand these things, and then then even mm. become you know the, the, go to the the dark parts of the internet, for example. <laughs> that that yeah. those are there's a group of individuals that actually would end up doing that, you know. But but mm. this is I see I see this as being just an overall unhealthy thing, as as not just in, in of course in academia, but as if you want to run your society like that, you want to run it on open open thoughts and exactly. open ideas, right?
1: And that's, that's one of things that are really missing from this sort of, this, this sort of academic field, it's openness, because it's all hidden behind, uh, we all, well, we all signed this um, uh, non-disclosure agreement uh, about personal details, that mm-hmm. well, the reason I cannot talk about this at all is because I don't mention any real personal of uh, course, that might that lead you to identify people mm-hmm. uh, uh, that I've studied with. Mm-hmm. Uh, people that's involved in, in the process uh, here. And a lot of I believe a lot of people are very frightened uh, by this, if they, this can have any repercussion uh, for them, because there's and there's such a complete lack of openness and transparency in how this this system works. It's just based on someone's, or just based on conjecture, based on someone's opinion of you. Exactly. Uh, and well, the, so if you go back to the the meeting, for instance, yeah. I went into this in this meeting with the, the university uh, about all the the trouble during this practical period. I went into this meeting with a very sort of careful uh, mindset that well, this could affect my uh, my future prospects, and I'm going to be as smoothing over as much as uh, as possible. And I thought it went rather well uh, actually. Um, we we discussed first the the uh, the issue with the, the mail I had received and uh, the um, harassment I had received during this um, uh, during this practical period, and uh, we of course discussed the accusation that was accusations accusations that were leveled uh, against me, and we all we come to the sort of conclusion that let's just smooth things over. There will be no consequences after this for anyone. Uh, and we'll just put this uh, all this behind us. That was what, what I was told uh, here. Um, and I really want to push this further. I'm kind of very curious that why don't you want to... I, I received threats, literal, uh, written... Th- uh, I-, I didn't construe it as threats, but you could argue that die, Christopher. Mm. <laughs> is, is least, <laughs> you could argue that. <laughs> it's at least very unprofessional thing to, to say. Yeah. And show something about... Real how you're very much unsuited to being a, a teacher. Mm. Um, but I, I was sort of struck by how quickly they wanted to sort of sweep everything under the rug and let's not uh, deal with this anymore. Let's just let everybody go on and this, let this blow over.
0: Let's just follow uh, the, I, the compendium. Exactly. And I thought mm. to myself, what if
1: I had sent a similar email and also had this accusations level against me? I would be out of that study like this
0: of course definitely yeah. it's <sighs> so, just uh, i mean first of all i, I want to give credit to you to standing your ground when it comes to these things but it shows how important an individual as you will be in the future when it comes to um, this idea of having um, multiple views on things or uh, contributing to an idea culture that is different than the one that is all already manifested in the university so mm. you have the actual potential to to um, contribute to the flourishing of ideas, either How even so? if it's in such uh, an atmosphere where f- sort of free thought is illegal, sort of. <laughs> um, mm. So it's it's a, it's an absolutely important job. So I hope there are more of you out there. But this is going into my next question. Did you find anybody in your university that had these sort of unpopular thoughts
1: actually i i had one uh, there was one student on my in my second practice period that very much had a sort of dissenting opinion and he went with the sort of stay underwater approach he never dissented in any way or Mm. never brought it brought it up in any way i I didn't bring up anything either but i when when i hear uh, opinions being put forward as fact when i know this this isn't true i sort of Sort of have to intervene. Like, did
0: normal statistics show this and yeah. this? Right? It's just a <laughs> little, then, okay. a, a little part of your cortex, cortex that is just okay. like now you have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I have to say something. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but, but I, I
1: never, I, I never, bring these these things up in a professional setting. I feel like it's, it has, it's nothing to do, to do there really. Like in a, in a work setting, mm-hmm. you um, you kind of of course talk about. Political issues and such, but you try to keep it uh, on the low as possible, yeah, except, if you know what I mean. Yeah,
0: obviously, and this is something that I we talked about with people on the podcast also, or people that wanted to be on the podcast. They're always like they have they have very sound ideas. They have very very um, original way of looking at the world. But it doesn't, mm. it, it conflicts with the worldview or the political correct agenda that's within the country or within their jobs or within their organization. And they just decide, you know what, it's better that I just shut my mouth and just uh, just sort of discuss exactly. this uh, in, uh, in closed rooms. But mm. that's why uh, we sort of, we, we want to contribute to people like you that want to not doesn't matter if it's conservative doesn't matter if it's socialist doesn't matter if it's communistic or whatever people that come out can come out and discuss non uh what do you say non-mass media mass uh, mass culture ideas that ideas that might not be that popular or even allowed to talk about but that needs to be talked about talked about because if Mm -hmm. you don't talk about them we just end up in a situation as you were in and that's just the worst case scenario
1: exactly because you can't really turn to anyone no because the only people you can turn to is the university itself exactly and, uh, yeah and, but... and after this uh, this this meeting yeah. uh, i got this sort of um a referat this sort of summary mm-hmm. uh, of of the meeting which shocked me quite a lot because they had painted me as a sort of Um, well I didn't participate in social settings and therefore the work environment got bad and uh, also they will be sending out uh, a warning to my next school that there were uh, severe um, um, cooperation issues.
0: (laughs) Disobedience Uh, basically.
1: Yeah exactly in uh, my first uh, practice period and I'm like Wait, this isn't what we...
0: This is not what we discussed at all. This is not what we
1: discussed at all. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, so man. it was probably at that point that I fully realized that these people here are not on my side at all. And they have bad
0: intentions, basically. The,
1: the, the main... the main, uh, I shouldn't say the main, but one of the primary functions of this study is to weed out anyone with any potential... Uh, Sort of conservative or nationalist. Or uh, different thing in
0: opinion, basically. Opi-
1: different different uh, different people, different opinions uh, yeah. than the official uh, sort of uh, line. Because yeah. all it requires, I've seen a lot of different um, ways of handling an educational situation during my practical periods, to put it mildly. Uh, and I realized that what it requires is a minimum of planning ability. -hmm. For a for a class, and then just don't have any opinions that can be discovered that that aren't sort of mainstream, uh, you might say, and not even really mainstream, because we had uh, situations where, uh, for instance, we're talking about um, uh, socialism, early socialism, and you had one of the students they put on up uh, a huge flag uh, on the on the screen. Uh, No, a Norwegian flag with a hammer and sickle in it, and then with the Norwegian version of the Internationale in in behind, and uh, then just sang along. And, uh, well, you could argue that this was uh, educational, but uh, knowing that the the person who did this was um, a communist sympathizer, then, well... Okay, maybe easier, maybe not.
0: I mean, I've seen I have had so I have had so many personal examples with this as well. People that people that joke around with, um, you know, either if it's joke around or if it's with a hint of curiosity, you know, I've been I participated in a tournament with um, like a football tournament, where all these big big companies, media companies in Norway, and, and one of the team teams was was called the Red Danger, and they had a picture of Ernesto Che Guevara on their shirt along with hmm. Stalin.
1: And I was yeah. like,
0: okay, so those are the two guys that you're gonna walk around <laughs> with on the shirt. Okay, what if I were? Why would I? Why? What if I had a T-shirt that said something like? Uh, uh, I don't know, like the 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 fascist team, and we had a picture of like Hitler and <laughs> and uh, Mussolini on my shirt. Would that be equally? It wouldn't acceptable? go down very well. No, it no. wouldn't go down very well, and it shouldn't go down very well. <laughs> it's just it's, it's, it's this it's this
1: sort of strange sort of uh, dissonance where yes, any anything on the left goes. That's yes. what I've experienced. There is no opinion on in a spectre, on the specter on on the political spectrum left of center that isn't allowed in uh, this kind of
0: setting in an education setting that's exactly uh, no matter how
1: extreme left-wing opinion you have that's no problem at all
0: and it's, will be it's no sort of like it's sort of like a chicken run how far left can you go exactly. in order for it for it to be too far and uh, like the, you, they keep rediscovering themselves maybe mm. but hearing that from a person within the educational system is to me beyond terrifying because the, this is not Well-developed young adult and well-developed adults that are sitting there uh, in the classrooms—they are actually developing kids that Mm. haven't really uh, haven't really developed their cognition, aren't really understanding how the world works, and are learning that through an adult that has seen the world. Exactly, and you
1: also have studies that show that uh, pupils—they believe as facts the the things they read in the textbooks and what the teachers tell them. They take this as a fact and as opposed to Remember this and mm. and internalize it, and then use it for a test sometime in the in the future. Um, so that makes it even more, yeah, yeah, even more scary. controversial.
0: But but mm-hmm. also, I have I have a um, just a little bit a question when it comes to like the, one of the possible solutions of this, because I'm a big proponent of critical thinking. I think critical mm. thinking is. Essential to learn, to learn at, at as young an age as you can. So if you can learn critical thinking uh, when you're five, six years old, that would be optimal to me. How, mm. how are you teaching critical thinking to Norwegian kids today?
1: Well that's, um, that's a tough question because mm. of course critical thinking is something that's uh, inside the, the, the guidelines. For a number of the courses um, mm. that, that are in Norwegian and Norwegian schools, um, but the, the question is how well is this being realized in the classroom, and this will depend, of course, very heavily of on the teacher in, of in question and more than anything else. And that's the teacher is able to present different viewpoints uh, mm. on things. Um, well, that depends, of course, on the teacher's ability to do so and also the willingness uh, to do so. And a lot of opinions, a lot of facts, they are just not. They're not mentioned at all if it doesn't contribu- contribute contribute to to what would you say the, the political education of mm. uh, of students that they don't end up with uh, within the the uh, approved spectrum of political of opinion.
0: Uh, but this is that's exactly what it seems like. It seems like political education uh, mm. <laughs> above all. But so it's the, just that
1: in, uh, in the guidelines there are uh, there are clear this explicitly said that there are political goals
0: uh,
1: okay. of of the, the different subjects in uh, Norwegian schools that yeah. of course to embrace openness and democracy and a host of different uh, things that can be interpreted in a manner of different mm. ways. But in any case, it's a solid foundation to argue that uh, well, political education is um, is allowed within a Norwegian school system. And look, this is where it says so, and this is how I choose to interpret it in my classrooms, right? And I think that one of the first things, well, I would do if I was supposed to clean up uh, this mess, I would just remove this uh, this political part of education, try of to teach course, them historical obviously. facts as much as possible, facts about religion, but not with a political goal in mm. mind, but teach them something and then let them form the opinions based on a yeah. wide range of, of facts and a wide range of of ways uh, of seeing different subjects. Yeah, and social exactly. studies I would probably just remove altogether because that's just uh, politicalized from beginning to end in my of opinion. Of course,
0: of course. Mm-hmm. And and like the the reason why I talk about critical thinking is that what I have studied in Australia and I studied, I've, I've known, I've, I've studied with people that have studied as um, um, a teacher both in Australia and America. And mm-hmm. we talked specifically about critical thinking and how they learn critical thinking. And mm-hmm. they basically do it as you learn how to argue, you have topics and you go, you learn the basic art of argument. So you can have... Mm-hmm. You can have a whole year where you basically uh, learn critical thinking in that sense of how to formulate an argument, how to have a logical sound argument, how to be critical mm. to your sources. That, that, mm. Those are major parts of your education. And mm. uh, just looking back at my education in Norway, it, mm. there wasn't a lot of focus on that. There might be a mention of it in mm. most of the subjects, but yeah, it, has been, right, mm. it hasn't been a major part of the compendium.
1: No, and, and that is actually something that has seen a lot of change since we were in uh, in school, uh, where they, they try to um, emphasize this a lot more, uh, but not in the exact way you might be, be hoping. It's more of, well, if you find something on these sites and these sites, they are bad sites exactly,
0: and exactly. Uh, you can't believe them as sources and <laughs> Okay, these that's are the good sites <laughs> you, a you a find your
1: sources from exactly
0: yeah. <laughs> i mean even that on face value these are good sites you know what's yeah. a good site i mean this is absolutely true for everybody what's a good site for me is not maybe not a good site for you you know i can i can look at some sites that you would never go to and vice versa so it's just like, that's just a strange... It's premise.
1: ironic, because if you were to use a news site uh, to source anything, like, for instance, uh, Document, which yeah. is a sort of right-wing news site in Norway, that wouldn't float at all in any sort of academic setting. Exactly. But that's a news site, what which has very, very good standards of quoting. They mm-hmm. usually... Show their, their sources for everything. They they write very
0: formal quotation. Yeah,
1: very very thoughtful quotation. and We found this in this news publication and in this new news publication, and this this is something you rarely see in mainstream media. It's just some some guy's opinion about something and his viewpoint on something that may or may not be based on facts. Yeah, right. But of that's course. an acceptable uh, source. Yeah, so, that, um, exactly.
0: That's the, that's the thing. The art of subjectiveness. It's what's emphasized. It's mm. like this person's opinion might be the one true opinion. <laughs> so yeah. it's just like, <laughs> and it's pretty sound to subscribe to that line of thought. So we'll we'll make it prevalent. <laughs> it's just yeah. I don't know. It's it's kind of funny. <laughs> it's sad but funny, like tragicomical. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly.
0: But uh, yeah. Um, I think we've covered most of it. It's just that this—do you have any contact with any of those people that were in in your study at all?
1: Uh, well, some of the well, this one of them uh, that I had from my my second uh, people which went a lot better. But uh, of course, there's <laughs> there's more to this story. But uh, I don't know how long you want me to. I mean, you can keep going. Go, I mean, go on, uh, of course, because. Um, uh, well, in my second uh, practice period, things were a lot better with the students because I got a lot... I didn't, wasn't that unlucky with the extreme political bias of, um, okay. of my, first, my first group. But, uh, of course, I still had a teacher which uh, quickly recognized me as uh, that's the guy who wrote uh, the, this article on Reset because this was after I'd written the article on uh, Reset in January okay. where I heavily criticized based on my master thesis. Um, how medieval history uh, is, is written in Norwegian textbooks, and in particular, as I mentioned, how, how uh, so European trade is evil.
0: So now, now you're I'm basically really... the guy who gets long looks in the corridors.
1: Ex- <laughs> exactly.
0: exactly.
1: So then uh, I get this, uh, you know, we get these sort of um, questions that the other people don't get, that uh, well, are you really in this for your career, or do you really do this because you want what's best for the students. This sort of uh, gotcha question, which you can't really answer. You can't really answer straight. Say, <laughs> can, yeah, because of course I'm in it. I'm, I'm not in it to. Uh, of course, I'm, I'm, I'm in it to help uh, the pupils, but it's also a career path. I mean, it, the, the <laughs> one here doesn't exclude yeah. the other.
0: Exactly.
1: sort of construed in this way that either I won't believe you or it's the wrong answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fun. And I think the yeah. most absurd situation I was in, the entire study, was when I was asked uh, in a private setting how I felt that my political engagement, uh, which isn't honestly any political engagement, it's an article I wrote based on my findings mm-hmm. on a new site. And, and, and suddenly I'm supposed to have defend every single person that I've ever written for this new site. Um, you become the case, spokesman. Yeah, I become, I become the spokesman, basically, responsible for everything that's uh, yeah. that's said on there. But anyway, I was asked by my, my teacher then how I would uh, combine a political engaged uh, activity with my role as a teacher while she's wearing a Bernie Sanders t-shirt. And I'm just... <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the supreme irony of this. And I can't really say anything because if she files a report on me, then I'm dead. Dead in the water. Wow. Yeah, it's like <laughs> just you can literally just do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, but but it's just so frustrating because you can't say anything because these people they will they will ruin your career of basically. Course. That's what they will do.
0: If and you, imagine uh, the 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 pr- pressure you would put on our brain by saying that you yeah. know you actually have. A, you're, you actually have a Bernie Sanders t-shirt on <laughs>
1: That's something I find very disturbing as well because a lot of these people I've been talking about think of me as sort of a political activist mm. while them they themselves are not they are neutral agents you might say they're neutral act- neutral people neutral teachers and they just they teach what's the neutral viewpoint and they don't even realize how politicized their own, mm. Uh, way of teaching is, or the content of the teaching uh, has become
0: exactly. It's almost like they're they're so overly politicized that for you to contribute to anything that is not that is just free thinking, it mm-hmm. would uh, just be completely destructive to their their way of how they experience the world. Exactly. So it's um, wow. That's just. <laughs> That's, a, that's pretty funny though, with the Bernie Sanders t-shirt. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, how did that develop? What, what was the result after that? Well, the thing is, I
1: was sort of set up, you might say, and um, we're supposed to have this sort of, um, uh, well, you get the sensor coming from the university, mm-hmm. and um, then she's supposed to sit there for a, a class while you teach, and you're supposed to get a pass or, or no pass, and usually this is a formality. Uh but there was something I noticed immediately with this person coming to the university. That was this plainly hostile uh, attitude, this sort of body language that was very much hostile. I'm not speaking to you. I'm looking in the other direction, sort of. Okay. Very weird hostility that I've never experienced with someone I've never really interacted with uh, before. Um, and then I was... Um, uh, then I had my, my class of course, and then I uh, had this uh, meeting afterwards with uh, her and my my teacher. And then I was um, th- then she, she she told me that one of the reasons she didn't want me to to pass is because she didn't feel that I wanted what was best for the students. And then of course I get a little bit irritated and I say, well, what's that supposed to mean? What did I do wrong? <laughs> Where, well, did I,
0: where did I? did I trespass?
1: <laughs> where did I trespass? Well, she just didn't feel that uh, I wanted what was best. She just repeated her, herself, basically. Uh, and then I'm like, well, you have no reason to to say that at all. I mean, what what are you basing this uh, this on? And then my, my teacher, uh, as well, sort of threw me under the bus as well by saying that well, we had some issues with him, and he's uh, uh, he hasn't he has come later than some of the other students. Uh, because I had, uh, during this time period, I came to all my classes that I was supposed to to teach, of course. Uh, but uh, we've been informed that you were supposed, of course, to come to all your your planning um, uh, hours and all your uh, teaching, um, all your classes that you were teaching. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, you could dispose of your time as well. And, okay. well. and a lot of the people I cooperated with, they came uh, at 8 a.m. sharp. But I had a very uh, difficult living condition, you might say, during this time period. I lived with uh, people who were working uh, night shifts and evening shifts and everything, and
0: I understand. Yeah,
1: you just um, had to get to sleep wherever you could. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I always came prepared uh, to my my class, of course, and I never uh, broke any of the the rules that she had laid out in the beginning. I came when I was supposed to uh, to to come, but sort of threw me under the bus and make it made it seem like I skipped out on uh, showing up. And you could see that uh, this, she just jumped on this, that, well, this is very, very unsettling to hear. And (laughs) this this sort of um, narrative. So it it ended up with she is not not passing me. So we'll have to do the practice uh, again if I'm getting my my teaching um, degree. And what I think was particularly unsettling was afterwards, because uh, after she had... After it was clear that I wasn't passing, it got a little bit heated. You know, I didn't say anything that was uh, direct against the person, but I said that it's completely, um, it, it's completely ridiculous that you're passing me and you can't really, that you're not passing me and you can't really po- point on what was wrong, just that you didn't okay, heat, I yeah. that I didn't want to help the students enough because I, I, I fulfilled my duties as a, as a teacher as just any normal. Uh, teacher, and if you had any specific things to tell me that I did wrong, then say so. Mm. so. So afterwards, she came back to me and she said she wanted to speak further with me, just me and her. And uh, she told me then that, of course, I had to be responsible for the things that I, I write publicly, and I had to be held accountable uh, for for this in a sort of very sort of arrogant uh, uh, way, because she knew she had all the power. I mean, she okay. could fail me, and she would never have to justify it to anyone. Okay. I don't want you to just fail me, because there's uh, there's no um, insight into this. Mm. It's all based on on her opinion of, of me, and it was very clear from the beginning that she did not want to pass me. She knew very well who I was, Okay. Uh, since she, she, she said these things. and She, she so, read the article, so, probably. There's <laughs> so a sort of smirky, arrogant way she said this afterwards, made it very clear that... This was actually the reason behind it. And now she's just sort of rubbing it uh, in. Okay. And okay. it's just, you can't really do anything. Because who are you going to complain to? The same people? Exactly. <laughs> uh, that would be a, right in the shredder. <laughs> yeah. And, and by this point, I'd already been on my my second meeting. Because after I published my, uh, my resident interview, I was then... Um, uh, lambasted in uh, our closed Facebook group where people called me, like, uh, he's lost his mind and he's fucking crazy and this okay. sort of thing. The comments that were just kept there for days and days and days and days before they were eventually removed by the administrator.
0: So uh, and, uh, to make sure that everybody saw them.
1: To make sure that everybody uh, yeah. saw them, yes. And then I was called into a second meeting, this time actually, uh, with a person who wasn't involved in, ped- in pedagogy, or teaching at all. And he was very confused about the whole situation because he was like, well, I've looked, I've read your master thesis, that was very long, and I've read everything you said online and in interviews, and everything, and, and I've read this accusation that's been leveled against you, but I really can't find anything that <laughs> I'm supposed to. Of substance you know, that yeah, I'm supposed was, to react to. He was the first outsider looking into my situation. Okay. Like who had the insight into my all my documents yeah. and everything that has been um, all my accusations, and he says, well, and then he tries as well. Well, can you imagine anything you might have said this time that might have caused uh, oh, people to report you? And I'm like, I've I've barely talked to. I mean, I've been in my the few classes that has taken place after I've yeah. written this article. I barely talked to any more people. I certainly not discussed anything political. And if you can't see that this is just some people reporting me just because I'm the guy who wrote this article, then yeah. It's just, And I think he also realized, I think he got, I got a little bit, a bit embarrassed, he's like, well, why are we really here? I mean, this is... Yeah. And he just actually wrote that uh, he couldn't really, there was nothing there really, and he had said that uh, oh, he will take care about how he will word himself in the future and blah, blah, blah. Exactly. And then he would,
0: this was just... It's kind. It's kind of like you wanted to be polite and just say, "Okay, yeah, I said something racist. Yeah, I did." <laughs> like just to take the needle out of the situation, take the yeah. pressure out. Yeah, okay, I yeah. did. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that was actually very wonderful. It was sort of a little bit of a wake-up call as well, because when you go through all this and you're the only, you feel like you're only sane person, and in the end, you're sort of like, "Wait, is it really me that's the problem here?" I mean, it's exactly. all of these problems there, and of course, you think to yourself. Is it, should have I done something different? I mean, why do I get all this sort of negative feedback Obviously. from I mean, my? I mean,
0: you're a you're yeah. a human being, you know. We humans rely on on uh, confirmation and confirmation exactly. from other people. And if you're receiving enough negative com- from confirmation by others, you will start to doubt yourself. So exactly. just just make sure you don't break under that if it's completely irrational, as this seems obviously to be. Yeah,
1: but because that's what I eventually ended up thinking anyway before this meeting, that this is irrational. I know I haven't said anything that's over the line at all. Mm-hmm. And it was just so refreshing to talk to someone uh, who knew my entire situation, an incident into all the documents, mm-hmm. and he was just...
0: But well, what do I do with you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I must imagine that it feels like uh, having a huge weight of your of your back, having I mean, that well, some some neut- neutral neutral uh, yes. bystander.
1: At that at that uh, point, of it of course was mm. was a huge weight off my back. But I, I knew as well that this is just one of the hurdles I have to cross. I also have That's to get important. someone from the university that. And they all and everybody in the, the teaching uh, circle said they they will know who I am by this point, point. Exactly. Uh, and they will need to come to my uh, to the school and actually verify uh, my teaching ability. Of course. Uh, and well, I already told you how that uh, that went. So yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but I might have to try again this uh, this autumn if I'm uh, yeah. I'm thinking about
0: going with a tape recorder at all times or something. <laughs> I mean, would you be... I'm, I'm pretty sure that you're, you should be allowed to bring a tape recorder into those sessions. Uh, I've heard about people doing those kinds of things before.
1: I, I, I probably could be allowed to bring them into these these sessions if I clear this um, with them in, in the beginning. But exactly. I would have to wear them at all times during my practical period as well. I would need to film my classes as well. Just to make it completely obvious that of course, yeah, and the, the problem is as well that I have this sort of uh, this sort of problem student label on me, yeah. uh, at, at the university that they will they will send to every single uh, uh, teacher that I that I get from one of my in one of the schools I I mm. got the practical period of they get this information about me and I already come there as this is the person that there's problems uh, with you know when they get of sure. course the university's version of uh, of of the events
0: of course and, i mean how are the hiring processes when it comes to teachers in norway like would there be w- would you actually see that there would be a potential for you not getting work
1: definitely because i mostly i mostly went high school because I'm more of a, I like my subjects, and I have a lot of knowledge in in history and religion. That's the subjects that I teach, and I sort of expect my students to to be able to um, uh, to learn when when I teach. I sort of expect them to do a, make a minimal amount of effort Obviously. And sort of pay attention. And that's I'm not very good at this sort of uh, children's school uh, way doing things. You have to you have to go around all the time and. And push them in, in the right direction, of course you go around and, and help, but dealing with all these students who don't want to or just want to make fools of themselves, it's mm. it's not what I want to do, I want to, to teach my, my subjects. So high school is of course better for me and high school is very much uh, sought after, of course, compared to middle school. And high schools so are very much, uh, they hire people that were in, um, that they've seen uh, um, either as Substitute teachers, or during practical periods, so the higher okay. of direct directly. So mm. uh, you rarely see uh, see uh, open positions in history, or religion. These sort of uh, positions that there are a lot of people who want to to teach, compared to like German or maths or something. Of course, uh, uh, which are a larger subject with yeah. with fewer teachers. So uh, it's very much uh, a process of being approved by uh, the school administration of the school that you were uh, were in okay at that uh, point but um of course i could uh, i could foresee getting uh, having having troubles getting um, getting a job in uh, the education sector but i'm starting to uh, think in other uh, um, yeah think about other careers uh, as well because i have uh, i have a master thesis i have my i work at the museum so i have I worked uh, worked a lot so I, I don't really, I don't really need to go into education. I don't, I don't really know if I want to subject myself to that, you know.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, in one way I would uh, after hearing you, in one way I would say that obviously we need a person like you in this educational system. 100%. That's the way to go because yeah. I want that for I want people like you to be in the educational system. Thank but you. then I, I really, the I really
1: like I really like teaching as well. That's the that's the problem. I really enjoy the teaching exactly. aspect of it. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah. But, on the other
0: hand, it would be like you being like Sisyphus, always carrying that rock up the up the hill and never yeah. really <laughs> like always always experiencing conflict and never being able to have a free uh, free area of of um, teaching. Exactly. so um, but again, you seem like an extremely rational and competent guy. so you you would have probably have a lot of options um, outside of your field. But, uh, i don't know like it, 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 we can't have teachers that that just don't go into the educational system because they feel that they are they can't express their true opinions that's just if we go that road we're going down an extremely dangerous road
1: yeah so, i mean of course if there's opinions that are that if you call for the, the mass murder of people or you just say i hate this and this and that well Maybe you shouldn't be in uh, in teaching where you're dealing with with kids. Of course, obviously, there needs to, to be some some limit uh, somewhere, but that limit is now so yeah, it, it's narrow. so narrow. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. And, well, um, and it's really prob- problematic, I think.
0: Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean. Yeah, I, I mean, when are you going to apply for jobs? Like after, when are you done with your practice period, and when are you going to apply for jobs, basically?
1: If I if I'm going to pursue a teaching um, career, then I would yeah. be applying for jobs probably in winter time. Okay. Uh, but this, this upcoming winter, maybe uh, next uh, next autumn
0: instead. Next autumn. Mm.
1: Mm.
0: Anyways, if um, if you don't get a job as a teacher, I hope people <laughs> would watch this uh, podcast and say, oh, this guy is something. somebody I want to hire. <laughs> yeah, <so. laughs> well, uh, Christopher, this has been a very interesting conversation. And um, I would like to thank you for coming to us. And also, I would like to say that if there are more people like you in the educational system, which I have no doubt there are, I really hope that they stand out with their stories because they are super helpful for improvement. Yeah, and, and, and that's and I, what, that's the way we have to look at this. This is an issue we can improve. Exactly, and um,
1: I, if there's any people out there uh, that has sto- similar stories with the education system, that's as students of teaching or as high school students or middle school students, anything, or just university uh, students, uh, I will also add my email in the description uh, and p- please uh, send uh, send me your stories as well. And um, well, it's hopefully not the last you will hear hear from me either, because um, I'm preparing to write a set of new articles this uh, autumn that will ho- ho- hopefully be published
0: somewhere at least. Perfect. Are you? Are, do you have any Twitter or uh, or Facebook accounts or anything that you want to share here that people can look you up and see how, what you're doing and see how you're doing?
1: Well, I. Uh... Uh, I have my Facebook, but I don't really use yeah, it that, right for right. any other uh, purpose other than uh, messaging. Mm-hmm. Of course, you can con- contact me on uh, Facebook if you have something you want to talk to, talk with me about. I have an Instagram, but that's not uh, really, really academic related. That's just uh, me together with uh, with cats or so working out or, oh. or, <laughs> 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 or something. <laughs>
0: But uh, yeah, we're gonna add the articles and all the links here in the uh, in the below this video. So I would also
1: good. like to come with one uh, final recommendation. I recently uh, been cited quite heavily in uh, this book
0: here okay. uh,
1: for, a, for a Norwegian for a Norwegian why so, the
0: teacher's book exactly.
1: I've just switched to Norwegian for a moment. Okay. Since this, is a this is a Norwegian book. Yeah. yeah. <inaudible> så han handlar då om fel och förvirring om kristen tro i läromedelna så den har han lite annan vinkling än eh har på min masteruppsats. Han ser att på hur man kristendomen blir mycket mer negativt framställt än andra religioner och vad som skulle vara hans framställt som
0: i okay. i
1: skolläraverk. Den är er skriven av Björn Are Davidsen. Jag har hjälpt en del med denna boken i er tacksektionen eh er och jag då så då flytt citerat i det ena kapitlet så jag anbefaller
0: Sounds very interesting. I will absolutely leave the link for that book also and some more info on it underneath this video. Mm. Uh, Christopher, thank you very much for this conversation. It's been very fruitful and super interesting. And I hope to hear back from you when you get that job that you so desperately want and deserves.
1: I have a feeling this won't be our last uh, chat.
0: I don't think so either. So (laughs) (laughs) thank you very much, Christopher. Thank you. Have a nice evening. You too. oss. Så man gärna gå in på podiumpodcast.org. Och du är er norsk så som man gärna stötta oss via VIPs. Tack för att du bidrar till fri kritisk tänkning och öppen debatt på vår plattform.